games, video 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 It's it's August twenty first, two thousand thirteen, and this is Idle Thumbs one hundred twenty. I'm Chris Remo. I'm Jake Rodkin. I'm Sean Vanneman, and I'm Nick Brecken. Yes. I'm Nick Brecken. Yes. And I'm... <laughs> We're all here. Hey, yes. here. hey. Nick's yes. alive. Sean's legs alive. Yes. Chris and I are still here. Not really working, but it's it, it's blood is moving to and fro. <laughs> yeah. Did it look like a weird ruined husk? I tweeted that it looked husk. like Dumbledore's hand, which you wouldn't know because you don't know Harry Potter, but it was gross. It just looked like he jumps it in poison. Yeah. It just looked like you an saw old it. Movie. You saw it like we can describe this because your leg still has like it's not it wasn't like wasted away thin leg. It has like the mass of just like an adult man's leg. It knows where the muscle was supposed to be, but none of the like it's but it was just like a water bag. It was <laughs> wow, gross. that's way grosser than I was yeah. Already well, I mean, water bag. Jake was there like 30 minutes after the cast came off. Video game podcast where we talk about Sean's leg. Yeah. So if I flex, it just nothing happens. Oh. Compared to my other leg that looks <laughs> oh. like the Hulk leg. But I'm doing some prehab right now, that's, so I'm getting some strength back. And, prehab is a word? Yeah. It's like before you do physical therapy, you Man. can do like some exercises to get some stuff, some movement Prehab stuff is back. like tween targeted rehab. Prehab is yeah. just when you start ODing all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's my prehab. But, uh,. Yeah, I'm on crutches for another couple weeks. Everything's fine. I was in a small, tiny accident, motorcycle accident, and uh, my leg got pinned. We've talked about it. Oh, you already talked about it? Okay, I don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> 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 I do subscribe to it on iTunes, though. All right. So, did you rate us nice? Of course. I mean, all, us, like all of us collectively, not just me and Chris. Individually, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure what you. <laughs> what happened <laughs> I while I was say. gone? Anything cool? Kirk uh, was here. Danielle was here. She was great. I did listen to that one. She's really great. You guys should replace me with her. Uh, we did for a week. No, but I'm permanently. Oh. <laughs> we did that other time. I was in the other timeline. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Subscribe guys, to that one on iTunes. It's funny because I started. I played all these video games while you guys... On Dishonored iTunes. While I was gone. Right? I played all these video games <laughs> while you, uh, I was gone. And then you guys talked about Rim Capsule. I started playing... We've talked to this about this game a lot, so we shouldn't talk about it. I started playing The Last Express with my wife. Oh, cool. Yeah, on the iPad. Nice. And, That's uh, awesome. Does she like it? Yeah, she likes it a lot. That's but awesome. not as much as she likes playing Gone Home. So mm. not to puff up our buddies too much, but mm. Gone Home came out last week, this week? Uh, last week. Last Wednesday, I think. Last yeah, Wednesday. Thursday. Came out yeah. the day of last week's episode. It was fun to have been playing all the builds and then finally sit down fresh, yeah. play a final copy, yeah. and pay, play it through Amelia's eyes. Um, right. it's really good. We were just, so we just got done streaming Spelunky and somebody in the, on the, right, as soon as we started, it was like, why aren't you guys playing Gone Home on the stream? And that's, I think we, but we said it on the stream, but playing that on a stream would be bad. I think yeah. it's a very for personal. four of us to collectively play yeah. it also just like, it's just like a super, it'd be like, I, it's, it'd be like reading Julian Barnes's book that we read out loud, right, you know, yeah, to exactly. a friend. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's a very personal experience. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. and I think what people enjoy about Gone Home is probably unique to them as opposed to anything that's inherent in the spectacle right. of the game. I think exactly, some yeah, people have been playing, have been doing Gone Home streams, but the streams that people have been doing, at least the ones that seem to be catching people's eyes are like really mechanically focused ones, which is weird, but it's kind of cool. Speed like crazy. There were multiple yeah. people simultaneously streaming to find the hidden 24th journal. Um, and also there have been people doing speed run streams. And I think people have the game down to like, you can crit path it, including all journals in like four minutes and 30 seconds, but you can beat it in a minute. Not all journals in four minutes. That's that's yeah. not possible. The what? I was okay. yeah. No, I saw that too. All yeah. journals can be yeah. done in four minutes and thirty six seconds. What? And as a guy who actually just his thing is to speed run games, I think he has also how can you even the world record fast in enough like to traverse Super Mario Brothers in that? Yeah, it's, it's like, a guy who has the world record in like a Mario thing. game and like yeah, I think like what an Assassin's Earth? Creed game. Is he or doing something? any crazy yeah. clipping yeah. shit or anything? I don't know. I haven't watched the stream yet, but I I'm saw... really curious about that because I just don't even imagine how that's possible. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially because the like when you sit down to play this game, you're going to like plot, plod, and poke and really like comb over 
areas for a long time and really feel like you get to know them. So the concept of being able to do it fast is yeah. bonkers. Well, also, it's so funny, like all because obviously you can just skip a lot. You don't have to listen to it. But the amount of unique music I wrote for this game is like more than half an hour. So like imagine someone like literally getting through the entire thing. So the true question is, do the audio logs Overlap? stop and then the next yeah. one plays or do they just psychonauts.com the crap out of themselves? Yeah, like, it's actually <laughs> I don't even know the answer Credits. to that, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. The game is actually I mean, Steve did a good job designing the mm-hmm. game where that doesn't happen because I almost thought it would like I remember I found another journal entry really close to one. And I was like, wow, that was really a place because they, it just it had a nice right. dip and then she came back and started speaking again. Mm-hmm. Did you learn anything different about writing music for a video game, making this game? Because yes, you haven't really worked definitely. on a first-person exploration game like this uh, That was not the weird thing. The weird thing, because the stuff that was the most straightforward to write was just the like ambient tracks that play when you're walking around the house. Mm-hmm. Like The stuff that was actually unique and really cool and I don't – I think actually – quite uncommon for video games generally like i actually don't know of this structure very often is that every single audio log in the game had a custom score and so i just wrote like dozens of um 30 to minute to one minute long individual pieces of music to accompany each of the audio logs that kind of like splits the difference between an ambient track and like a cut a piece of bespoke cutscene score music. You probably treat it like a cutscene score, but I you, did. It, I treated it like in a game. It, it game in game. Yeah, in game like, it yeah. probably just washes over you most yeah. of the time. But like from from my perspective as a composer, it was super right. scored. Like it was really carefully scored to every like piece of recording. And Steve would occasionally re-record lines of of audio, and it would change the length by like one or two seconds, and I'd have to rescore yep. it. You know, like it was cool cutscene scoring. Yeah, yes. I mean, it was fun. It was cool though. I liked it a lot. I'd never done anything like that before, um, and it was a blast. Like it was also it was this is just always what everyone says about everything they ever make. But like definitely by the end of the game, I wished I could start over everything from like the you know day before content lock. I'm like, oh, I wish I could just start over. <laughs> Like, oh, now I know what the game is, and it's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Um, But the interesting thing about that is that I feel like the last few logs are my personal favorites, in part because, um, in part because I I had I wrote them chronologically, just because that was the order the diaries were recorded in, Um, and then also uh, because well, and so they just had more experience behind them in this game inside this game world, but also. Because all of the like compounding like themes and ideas kind of like culminated at the end, and I hadn't played through the game, the final version of the game, all the way until uh, t- until last night, until Tuesday, um, because I, I'd played like builds and I'd listened, to, I'd heard all the audio logs like eight thousand million times, but it wasn't until last night that I actually just sat down and played through the entire final game all at once, and it was really amazing to hear the stuff I've been working on in like isolation, like in the context of everything else, it made me really happy <laughs> worked on this game because those guys did a really good job on this video game. I'm very lucky. I like watching fun. you play the theme on a public piano in Portland on YouTube this weekend. Yeah, that yeah. was fun. That was yeah. a weird thing that happened. Yeah. yeah. Did you write the theme first or last? The or theme, somewhere in the middle. There's not really, yeah. Theme is like putting it strongly, but there's a recurring motif right. that tends to come up during like, not, I don't want to spoil anything, but like mm-hmm. during, you know, important, thematic i think out of thumbs listeners know what moments the theme is most closely scored to <laughs> we don't need to say anymore yeah fair enough um yeah i that was that came really early on right like, i started, sort of yeah. setting the foundation so for the work you're gonna be doing primarily uh-huh yeah theremin kind of creepy organ kind of sound mm-hmm. sort um, of like wind tonal wind <laughs> effects yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 totally totally that was the that was the baboo. That was the ha- that was the house baboo crow button. baboo. There's a secret baboo, yeah, like probably. Creaky floorboards kind of sounds. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if that sounds interesting to you, dear reader, gonehomegame.com, and it can be yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really it's cool. Yeah, it's really awesome. You I'm so play it. yeah. Very proud of Steve. Jealous Me of Steve. Too. Proud equals jealousy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I have two of the seven sins covered. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Now we're done with that bullshit. Can we talk about some Dota? <laughs> no. <Whoa. laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, you what? were there. Actually, you were, and you were there. And you were there. Yeah. You weren't there. I wasn't there. At the International you Three. There. So I was near it. I walked by the outside of it. 
That's true. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Nicholas Brecken. Yeah. You've never been to a live esports event. I've never event. been to a live esports event. But you went to the I just want to live set, I want to set the tone here. We're going to be talking about kind of this as a spectacle, right? Not as like a deep dive. We will not talk about any of the matches that happened. Other if you're interested in the details of the matches that happened, check out this week's Dota Today, which will come out sometime. So wait this week. Several days. <laughs> yes. And then go to dotatoday.net. Yeah. Or sure. I think it's dot com. Yeah. WS for websites. Dotatoday.com. Yeah. Dotatoday.com. Communications. Oh, let's do some more um, like URL jokes. Oh, we don't, we don't like do com, like a com com. Yeah, yeah. It's not even a joke. I just dotatod.ay. Yeah. Oh, like potato day. Oh, potato day. Dot com. Mm. So, what did you think of the spectacle? We almost had a few potato days uh, in you your guys' absence. It was close call. Anyway, um, the spectacle was incredible. I walked in like. <laughs> So <laughs> this is the most laid back the spectacle was incredible. No, I like that. It, no, that was very it was like a, like a controlled man thing. said that. Spectacle um, was incredible. It was very incredible. I agree with you. Nick Brecken. Okay. So, there was a I so there was some kind of uh like Dota <laughs> contest. Okay. Dota so the contest. International 3, the spectacle was incredible. Yeah. Walking down the aisle I thought, okay, <laughs> I can <laughs> arm in arm. It felt like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're trying to steal Sean's no, wedding you know, fingers? Just, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, you know, you, you get you get the 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 Royal Hall like view of the, the the crazy like they had all the players on the stage and the enormous, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, unit portraits or you know hero yeah. portraits. Uh, the, you know, all that stuff was done really well. But like sitting down in my chair, I kind of thought, eh, this isn't. This is just still a video game on it's screen. It's just a bunch, it's of, just nerds. A bunch of nerds. The first <laughs> big play that happened, though, oh my god! When it, did, it was the Chris just... Matthews chill going up my leg, like it was just yeah. like it was. It was amazing. Why? Yeah. Why? I like hearing a crowd roar. There was a, there were a lot of people there. It was, yeah, it was, it was like two thousand people. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, in a symphony out. hall, sold out in like minutes. I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, that first match was just amazing. Right. The first match that, that we watched, really... not to get into the details, because yeah. we're not allowed to, yeah. but uh, it was... Wait, what was the game? Like, you don't have to explain what happened in it, but... I just... Who were the teams? Dota 2. <laughs> which, which match? You guys showed up... <laughs> you guys showed up for the second match. It was we a just... best of three. You guys showed up for two of three. Yeah. It was the Alliance versus right. LGD? Yes. Alliance LGD. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, um, a couple interesting things is, like, last year... Uh, the finals out of the like in the semifinals, there were like three Chinese teams and then Navi, the Ukrainian team. Chinese just got wiped this year. It yeah, was like yeah. yeah, very very early. So it's sort of like a big. It's mm-hmm. it's the it's the subject yeah. du jour in like the esports community about why China kind of got just well, it's steamrolled. It's interesting to see relative to like StarCraft Two, which is just yeah. for right. the entire duration of its yeah. lifetime as a professional. Uh, spectator sport has been fully dominated by Korea. Yeah, like one one single country has just right. dominated that game for its entire career. Yeah. And so it's interesting to see that that has not is not at least not currently the case. Right. There's a side note about Korea that is amazing, and that obviously there, there are no Korean teams in it this year. But it's also just because the game has just kind of gotten to Korea. Like Nexon is bringing it over with Valve, but to introduce this like very ripe esports community to Dota yeah. 2. Yeah. Nexon is holding these starter league tournaments so mm-hmm. they get StarCraft pros, build teams around them and go <laughs> just play each other and they have no idea what to do. They literally have no idea. And the announcers have no idea what's going on but they're super excited. <laughs> I want to watch this. Oh, they're Can you so watch good. This? Yeah, yeah, they're on they're on oh, Twitch. Man, yeah, the Nexon hilarious. this is yeah, Google the Nexon starter league. Do they they're have amazing. Them, like, Amelia and I watched them like for like an hour and a half. You don't need it. You don't need it. No, 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 no. It's better without it. Oh, the fun thing about watching them on Twitch live is they also include all the Korean commercials. Oh, crazy. Yeah. And Korean. They don't don't use Twitch for their advertising. They inject it into the stream. They're just taking it off the TV and putting it on Twitch. And Korean commercials are crazy. Yeah, they're on. They're the craziest commercials on the planet. Indian commercials are also nuts. But, like, because of the. I mean, this is sort of like a, a dark topic, but at least for Westerners, like, the. Korean upper middle class and middle class market for sort of like body enhancement stuff is like really rich yeah. and just on TV like it would be Charmin or something. 
So it's those commercials, then like a crazy action commercial for a car, then a commercial for a soda, and then guys screaming about Dota being played poorly. Rinse, repeat for hours. It's worth checking out. Wait, so you're just assuming the commentators don't know what they're talking about, though, right? I mean... Well, I was watching it. They don't know. (laughs) Like, Uh, you can just sort of tell. I mean, they know, but it's not like watching... Like, at the International, the people that they had... um, Like, LD and Luminous, who are two of the guys who broadcast the finale, their level of of complex thinking about the game is really, like, astounding. And you get this sense when watching the Korean announcers right now that they're so surprised when something happens. It's more like, holy shit, did you see that? And they're like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And uh, there's something charming about that. They're they're packaging it up incredibly well. People are really really excited about it over there. So yeah, right. I imagine International Four is going to be different yeah. when it comes to Korean teams. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. But and we can stop talking about this after this. But you were going to make a point about um, the Chinese teams that all got mm. wiped out of the tournament. Yeah. Because you had to sit through yeah, the world record yeah. longest match. Yep. Classic Chinese Dota mm. of just yeah, people turtling insane. for an hour and a half. Yeah. 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 yeah it was kind of gross. Yeah, went on for what ninety six minutes or something. Yeah, I, thought, I saw yeah. you asleep twice, and then I had to oh, leave yeah. to go yeah, meet my no, family. It was really funny. Yeah, that was yeah. disgusting. Yeah. yeah, especially in contrast to the matches. I mean, at a certain point, was like incredible. Yeah, yeah. And those are the matches. The matches before, like that was Alliance. They ended up winning the entire tournament, yeah, yeah. and those were very indicative of the matches that Alliance, Navi, um, Liquid, the American team, all kind of like brought to the table when they played. So yeah. anyway. It was really fun. Yeah, it was a blast. Yeah, it was, you know, what's interesting. This tournament, watching it, like it kind of made it, made me want to play Dota, like sort of. But it actually mainly made me want to understand Dota, right? Like, in the same way that when you watch a sporting event, like, like a I Super don't Bowl or something, have any yeah. aspirations to be like a professional football player? But it's like, oh, I could like understand this more deeply and get more enjoyment out of it like that's you could buy some ruffles and onion dip and watch dota yeah no i mean that's seriously what that was like my biggest takeaway was like man i know it would be really nice to be able to just understand everything going on here and watching Mm -hmm. it it's obviously exciting as hell it would probably take you less time to do that because watching pro dota the, the the spectrum of heroes being chosen is much more narrow than, than, the number than actually mm-hmm. playing yeah, Dota and sure. like you know, so you actually just observing it, you probably wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting point. Yeah. Yeah. I think also Dota's doing a really good job <clears throat> this year of like really putting the face on the teams out there really clearly, mm. and I think that helps get people invested in the game who don't have well, like a that, technical knowledge. Yeah. So that's something like I I still just just due to my own personal experience, I still find StarCraft two like much more comprehensible to watch and like therefore more rewarding like to, to see the strategies that played is because I understand it better. But one of the things that's really interesting about Dota is that because it's a team sport, um, you just have a higher probability of there being actual personalities in a given game you're watching because there's five chances for at least one of those guys not to just be like a boring nerd like they usually are in esports. And then also the possibility that there's actually multiple of them that have cool chemistry together like that totally aside from the nuances of the game itself or like their skill as team players purely mechanically like just even seeing emotion on a face like adds so much to me watching watching any sport because so often there's just so much less visible emotion than there is in like actual spectators you know physical sports um and so it's i feel like you Dota gets a bonus for that by virtue of being a team sport. Like, it just makes it easier for that to come through, which is cool. It's going to be weird when Navi does a guest spot on the new Scooby-Doo Mysteries. <laughs> Hanging out with That's Don, probably Don, the, Don That shit probably happens in StarCraft in Korea all the time. Like, yeah. I know that they, like, those guys are on, com- like, major national commercials, like, all yeah. kinds of shit. Yeah. yeah. Did you find, Nick, watching it live better than watching it in the client just when it comes to being able to like stick with the action, to, like moment-to-moment action of the game? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, the, you know, the disappointing thing, actually, watching the finals, the uh, the client audio, I don't know. If, did you watch it? Were you there or did you watch it online? I watched it on um, Twitch. Yeah, it's too yeah. bad. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, have to I didn't get Twitch. back to the last the, day. The client audio is is basically, it sounds like you're listening to somebody over just regular voice chat. Like, it's just the quality of it isn't right. very good. 
Yeah. Um, and then Twitch like doesn't yeah that was as bad. vibrant as the client. So I was in this weird thing where like I, I was you bouncing gotta, between you the do two the, of them. The grandpa move of like yeah, of going to the baseball game and then bringing right. the handheld AM radio. And <laughs> I listening did that to the basically. I had in one. I have a dual monitor set up at home, and I had a. Yeah. I had the client open in my main browser, my main uh, monitor, and then I had Twitch in the second one, and I just muted one of them. Did, it was did, really did it sync? Was it close? It was like one in, second off. So it was kind yeah. of annoying. It was. It yeah. wasn't perfect, but I saw a post from Jared at Twitch that Twitch is going to do because of the popularity of like these big esports tournaments. They're going to do audio only streaming if you want it from the oh, client, cool. so you can like oh, listen crazy. to it like a ball nice. game off your iPhone, <laughs> which I think is incredible. <laughs> That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we were driving up to Seattle while there were match tournament matches going on, and if I had LTE, like a million, oh, we were watching. We did that. We, we did, did that. that. We, we were actually did that. Yeah. We were listening. We were listening to it yeah. on a phone. God, it was really. It was an interesting experience too because it. First of all, like it, it made me realize how good the audio in that game is because mm-hmm. I was f- able to follow those matches to an extent just by listening to the right. goddamn Did spells. Hear Magnus like, charging. Yeah, I was like, oh, I know exactly what's happening right now. He just charged into a group of guys, and oh, the crowd's going wild. It's like I can picture what's happening right. in the same way that if you're like listening to a when you hear that game. crack of a bat in a yeah, like, yeah, yeah. baseball, and yeah. then you hear everybody. <gasps> yeah. so collective. Yeah. Well, it, I was comparing it to hockey because hockey is so fast. Yeah, actually, and like and probably... they, they broadcast hockey on the radio, and I used to listen to that as a kid, and it was just you kind of have to use your imagination but you still kind of know what's going on it's interesting but anyway yeah it was good it was actually not not a bad experience you think if twitch audio catches on as a thing there's going to be a separate breed of commentators though that actually have to be more just oh, narratively man. descriptive like radio, well, in general, radio sports broadcasting yeah. they'll tell you so much more about what's happening yeah you know? dota commentators are that more than okay. starcraft yeah so it's actually it is interesting they do more play by play yeah um they're jumping around the map a lot i yeah. think and also this personal style of commentators i don't actually like play by play commentators near as much as i like analytical ones i don't either but yeah. maybe on the radio yeah. exactly yeah well, that's yeah. a good point yeah Hmm. Cool. Anyway, get Dota on your radio. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Trying to think about the games. How playing. how mm. was that for you, Jake? I'm curious. What? Well, you see, out of all of us, you have the least connection to any of that shit. Like, you weren't there for the thing. You don't play that game. Like that was what? That whole conversation. <laughs> that was fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what you were asking about. Yeah, I know. Well, I was just like because like, he didn't come over on well, Saturday. I, I well, I'm just trying to get the symphony hall in Seattle and saw a picture of a. Lord no, on I'm a just banner. saying because like. No, we I'm, we exiled Dota, Dota talk from the podcast because it was making people crazy. So I'm I feel trying like the to get a sense meta narrative. Okay, is fair yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was. I was just wondering. Uh, yeah. For the perspective, then. Do we want to talk about our adventures inside of a cave? Oh yeah. We oh, we Splunk. Splunky. Do we, we played the hardest version of Spelunky you can possibly play, which is four-player co-op. We at least played the stupidest version of Spelunky you can possibly play, but also the best. I enjoyed it. I had more fun than you guys, apparently. No, I had a lot of fun. It's very, very hard, though. Yeah. I still yeah. got far. I got farther than I ever did it's, on my own because I'm terrible at Spelunky. So mm, for me, it wasn't. It was did yeah, not feel harder. Four-player Spelunky because the same thing that we were talking about way back when Sean and I were playing the Xbox One. I think it requires an incredible incredibly high degree of cooperation for no tangible benefit other than <laughs> other than a couple people are less pissed because they're dragged off the screen basically. but you know what? i was sitting here thinking about it and about it being harder or more difficult or fun more fun or whatever but if you think about all the ways you can lose a health point in one spelunky cave mm-hmm. we had collectively 16 of them that we started with as opposed to four or eight right so we absorb as a yeah. group, as a, yeah, like no, a mass, or yeah, more yeah, spiders. Yeah, so I yeah. think that does help kind of move oh, yeah. people the, along. The fact, the fact that there are 16 collective hearts and also mm-hmm. that you can bring them back by pulling people out of the comics in, yeah. in litter It just gives you continues, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. really like... This is when filing into things that not, aren't going to happen. I would really like to, as a group, get very good at this. I mean, it'd be really fun. Yeah, it'd be <laughs> Just, like, chew through. We should totally like, do that. We yeah. top out the Spelunky streams? Spelunky streams are big. That's big, big money. Competitive not, Spelunky? Is that where it's at? The Spelunky Daily Challenge is the thing that people are going crazy about, though. Oh, yeah. We talked about that last week, I think. But it's mm-hmm. just... Does that apply to co-op as well? I don't know. We didn't that even would look. Be, that would be the most hardcore Why thing. Why didn't we fucking look? We don't know anything about Spelunky. Like, just high st- daily Spelunky stream, one shot, four players... T- do the bullshit. You'd probably get farther, though. Yeah. But, I mean, so does everyone else, right? Like, yeah. Like, you're challenging against. Yeah. You know what's funny is Spelunky... You're not going to... I'm going to do it. Spelunky has a thing that is very similar to Dota, which is, <laughs> what does this thing do? Uh-huh. I, okay, I, do I buy the goggles? Do I get the thing? What does this do? What's the strategy? Why do I they want do, this? They do nothing. The goggles? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
podcast. Over. <laughs> uh, which I found it turned into a ghost. Like all I was saying is, there's sort of a specialized <laughs> right. knowledge that you have yeah. to gain through that, playing more same, and more and more. That's spelunky. the same with like Binding of Isaac. I was just going to say that yeah, Binding yeah, of Isaac. Yeah. 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 Did totally. you see that? There's the that they're re-releasing like a special like polished up version called. Yeah, it's like Isaac totally Lee redeveloped. Rebirth. Right? It's like brand new. It seems like Binding of Isaac is getting the Super Meat Boy treatment, basically. Yeah, yeah. Or I mean, not literally person yeah. for person but yeah they're it, i don't know much about it other than yeah. i saw like the i mean apparently live action trailer that came out today yeah like it's, it's not actually it's not actually the same guys making it like it's another studio making it under the supervision of oh, like oh, weird. Not, mcmillan and florian himsel yeah but it's um, a ps4 vita uh, oh. steam game yeah huh. mm-hmm. i mean i'll i'll get it Oh yeah! Why would I not get it? Gosh, I love it. I actually played probably. Also, it's apparently I played a lot of hours of that while I was uh, like laid up. For mm, some yeah, reason. I'm just I, sort of I, very attached I, to I myself to it. That and Kentucky Route Zero. But um, the uh, I haven't actually seen it, but I was seeing. I saw an interview with with Edmund where he was saying it's actually like a, sort of a regressive graphical style. Like it's kind of lower. It's not smooth flash stuff. It's like pic, more pixel. Huh. Hmm. Weird. Stuff. I haven't seen any pictures. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm there talking, was a trailer, there was a trailer that came out today that was a, a live action puppet show. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. That Jake instantly bristled at and then was ensorcelled by. <laughs> I was mad at it because it was just, like, oh, oh, it's gross. Oh, actually, it's kind of good. Puppets, but then, like, that, it's a good trailer. Whatever. Watch it. Watch that trailer. It hit its gross threshold for you where you were, you were charmed by blood coming out of a puppet mouth. <laughs> it just went all the way. It was good. It's, I don't know. All the way. I'll watch it. Watch that trailer. I will watch it. I don't know anything about that. Spelunky. Yeah, that was fun. I would totally. I agree with you, Sean. I think that would be really fun to like develop that useless skill. Have you Nick, of being have you a good co-op at this experience? Yeah. I guess I have. Someone alerted me to the fact that you and I had played it and talked about it at some point, which is weird. Not together, but that we had like. I don't know if collected. that's right because Sean and I played it and talked about it. So are you yeah, sure? Yeah, we, okay. Are you yeah. sure that someone? Well, no, I'm not sure. Nick, I don't can, know Nick what confuses I've himself done. with Sean sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's natural. Yeah. Oh, maybe I, um, we played the old ass. I think we, we played, played the XBLA version. Oh, it's the one that you and I played. We played. Maybe it was you then. I don't know. Sean and I played it on XBLA. Maybe, play maybe I was you then. I don't have a, you know, no, I don't think I really ever played it. If I played it, I probably played it once. What was like your experience? Five. Is the mind of Nick Brecken in this room right now? <laughs> All our hands on a Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you enjoy it? I did. Did you hate it? No. You were quiet. You looked surly throughout, but that is, that just well, might have been Breckening. I, I, uh, Nick Brecken. I don't know. I think Did I, it make you want to experience it without three other annoying jackasses on the screen at the same yes. time? Yes. <laughs> uh, no. I mean, I think I, I don't know. I, I would play more of that with with four people. I think. I, I think. Um, yeah. I, I I was getting blamed for a lot of deaths that actually were not my fault upon replay evidence. So. Well, I mean, a lot of I mean, you know inflexible word. I actually. Yeah. I don't know. Four player was cool, but I did just watching or. Whenever everyone would die and Chris was the only person left alive, or whenever only one person was left, it was a reminder that the experience is just way more pure and clean when there's one person who's allowed to just tear through half the level and do a whole bunch of crazy stuff. I kind of liked when there, when like there was one person going and he could have a, like an orb of ghost helpers that would just blow traps right. <laughs> open <laughs> yeah. for him. I know that was so funny because yeah. I because I, I was do- this is one of those games where I'm I think this is why I'm good at Binding of Isaac and not necessarily so great at this. I feel like I'm pretty good at just the straight up mechanical part to this, like running really fast, like jumping on a guy as he as like he slides under me and all this shit. But then there's like this sort of in, in Spelunky, much more so than in Binding of Isaac. There's this because the world is so big. There's this like extended peripheral vision right. that's incredibly important. You're looking for you're looking you're going really fast, but you're also trying to be very careful because yeah. At the whereas traps. in Binding of Isaac, it's like room by room. Yeah, get, you're always looking there's at no the, scrolling in that game, right? Yeah, yeah. you yeah. always see the entire. There's there might be tons of crazy shit in the room that's like difficult or dangerous, but like you can see it all at once. Yeah, basically. and if it can kill and, you or hurt you, it's not hidden. It's coming at you. At, at a, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so it was really it was really fun and hilarious when I was like the one guy left and I was just, like zipping through. And then there were ghosts kind of just like, whoa, whoa, like, you know, putting <laughs> Mr. the, putting, you? yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like putting the plank over the like gap. I mean, not that literally, but like just all that shit being happened. The and blow I, darts were just going off without you having yeah, to worry exactly. about it or anything. And it was so funny because I didn't realize, like it took me a moment to realize what was going on. And then when I did like, it, this game's way up. easier. Like, yeah, and then we're like, maybe that's our strat. <laughs> maybe that's our meta strat is just everybody <laughs> die instantly and then just right. roll as a pack right. of ghosts <laughs> around one guy. That's really funny. But yeah, that was a blast. I would totally play more of that. I liked it a lot. It definitely um, 
got me a lot closer to understanding what's great about Splunky because I would actually just one at least one of you know we, as a group we would get farther than I was able to on my own and there'd be more chances for like the crazy cascading things yeah. to happen which is part of the part of what I always hear people talk about which I just haven't seen as much because I haven't lived long enough to see, I uh, think, as much of that cool stuff. as Also because of the stream and also because I think there were four of us, which meant there were four bodies around in the room, we started getting into some of the slightly weirder stuff, like picking the idol up, but then instead of putting the idol down on the altar, just dropping the corpse of your friend down. Like, mm-hmm. I'm yeah, sure awesome, yeah. there's a ton of that stuff in the game that we don't know anything mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Also, we enraged the shopkeeper, which was the best thing to do. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like now having seen a bunch of stuff through co-op, I could go home and play it single player. And still enjoy it more than I was before. Not that I wasn't enjoying it before. I just, call, I just felt like a hilarious was... experience. Yeah, we you should that. stream that. I can't yeah, really just, do that from our phone. Yeah, that'll, that'll be great. I really, that'll I be really, really, that'll be really productive. Like, the dynamic of you two cracks me up. Uh, I think the dynamic of you two in that game would be the best. Cracks us all up, Jake. You have to trade off who has the flag because that will also make the dynamic completely different. And I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> Physically trade controllers to like enforce oh, trading it. Yeah, oh. just whatever. Oh my that'd god, that'd be funny. Yeah, good, do it. That'd be hilarious when a four-person game to, like, just clockwise rotate controllers every level. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Just maximum ruination. Stream would like that a lot. Oh, I know. Do you know, is Derek, are you working on something new? I don't know. He Good must question. Be. Yeah. Nothing announced. Yeah. No. Yeah, exciting. There's a level of fit and finish on that game that is amazing. So good. Little crawl animation where your little hands come out from beneath your hat. Yeah. Pull you on the ground. That's that's so good. Animation. So good. We breaking? We're breaking. Chicago. Oh, Chicago. 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 Fuck. Nick. Brecken. Chicago. Video games. Around. I love that my mom's first words to you at the wedding were pointing at your face and going, fuck Nick Brecken. Oh, so yeah, good. first words to me were, fuck, 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 fuck. Video games. That Polygon article that went up uh, chronicling the history of what turned into the Bureau XCOM to Classified, it's, I mean, it's totally... It's a really good piece. It's really worth reading just for just the facts and history of it alone, I think, because... Even just in public, that game went through two and a half revisions or so, it seems, in the public eye, where it sort of went from the very first announced all-caps XCOM and hyphen thing to the second E3 demo where it was a first-person game that blipped out the third-person for squad command to the game that ended up shipping, which is the third-person cover and squad maintenance game. But mm-hmm. the Polygon article talks about its origins all the way back at Irrational in 2006. Uh, yeah. 2005, yeah. Or 2005, whatever it is. But it... Uh, the thing that I thought was cool about it is that it was an actual investigative piece about the history of a video game because mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it seems like people who kind of had their ear to the pulse of video game development, dorkitude, even just like heavy readers of places like Gaff and Something Awful and the, like sort of, you you know, XCOM being a thing at Irrational was rumored for a really long time but never confirmed and all these Things, but if you're in the video game development scene, you kind of at this point have heard a million times yeah. the, the long and sorted history of this game. Because you've yeah. worked with all these people yeah, yeah, I know. It's <laughs> a, who have left. It's the sort of story that you you go, oh, well, if this were film or if this were whatever, the tell-all would finally show up. But since it's video games, no one's going to fucking talk. This is just going to die. Right. And to Polygon's credit and to the people who actually went – well. They went on the record, off the record. I guess they went on the record anonymously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you have to, yeah, yeah of yeah, course. You have but it's, to, yeah. it's really, it's just good to see a feature like this exist. Like the, I, the yeah, industry no, needs totally way agree. more of this stuff. Yeah, I fully agree. It was really interesting because my career has overlapped with this in such weird ways. You know, I mean, I, 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 um, you could say XCOM has defined you. Nope. Oh, I, <laughs> in like 2006, I think I. I, you know, broke a story, I think, on Shack News that about Irrational working on an XCOM game that was, you know, I confirmed it, like, internally. And, yeah, I mean, it was a real thing that I wrote. And the first day you walked into Irrational, there was, like, a manila folder to splash down at the table. <laughs> and your articles came, t- their clippings came yeah, tumbling right. out. Well, and then, like, I, first and then I knew Steve for, like, years. And Steve, uh, you know, while well, he worked at 2K Marine, and then I worked at Irrational, and, uh, as did Steve. And, like, I... 
I just feel like I've I've been hearing about this shit for so long, like all the different versions of this game for so long from totally from like totally different perspectives all the time. Uh, it was really, really, really fascinating to read this and like have all those a lot of the gaps filled in like around the we- just the weird little. Um, I mean, m- most of the broad strokes I was aware of, but just like the comprehensiveness of the story was really admirable and uh, really impressive. Seeing I mean, it's very much for yeah. each sort of transition point of when yeah. XCOM turned into yeah. XCOM turned into yeah. XCOM, yeah. especially all the stuff bouncing between. Uh, a rational 2K Australia and 2K Marin. Like, that stuff was really fascinating. That stuff, because, I think, was the most illuminating for me. Because yeah. you always kind of hear about, like, oh, Australia's doing some stuff, yeah, right. doing some stuff, like, but you don't actually have the timeline mapped out the yeah, way the article does. You know, yeah, to, to your point about it, like, if you've been in the video game development scene, like, you've just, you've worked, people who've worked on this, you've heard about this stuff, and the thing you always hear is, like, the you know, the thing I always, it always seemed like to me was, like, this game is just, like, marching through these studios. Like, just, like, what is going on? Like, right. it's just, there's these three studios that seem to be in the weird orbit of this kind of white whale. That's a weird mixed metaphor, man. And uh, it was a just, it was really interesting to see it like timestamped. Yeah. You know, it's funny. It's, it's, there's almost like a, like a, like a pathological assertion that it's going to just get made somehow. Yeah, yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think one thing that's important to sort of, I had to kind of take a step back and remember as I was reading the article, because the article I think is very much, like a factual or at least a close to factual timeline piece of like this happened and this happened. This person said this, this it person did a really did good job of not feeling like a hit piece against anyone. Which no, really exactly. Nice but you have to sort of, it. you have to take this step personally to think about what just being on the ground as any middle of the road job would have to feel like because it didn't try to like, it didn't try to lay those bodies on the table and right. point to them, you know, because that, that thing broke a lot of spirits, obviously. Yeah. But it doesn't. The, the piece isn't really about that, and I had to sort of stay every moment, take a step back, and be like, "Jesus!" Like, yeah. oh my! God. I had to feel it as if yeah, you know I was somehow yeah, a part of you it. You were in that position, yeah, as opposed to being told how to feel about it, which I thought was yeah. really well done. Uh-huh. Um, it was similar. Didn't Rob Zachney do that piece on home chaos? Chaos on chaos on home front. Yeah, it was this. This piece is definitely of a different style than Rob's, but. Necessarily, uh, because the circumstances certainly. were so different. Like the chaos piece was went much like much deeper dive into the individual yeah, personality, like, yeah, the personality. Day, the people involved. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's really, really. You, you, you thought it was bad, but you didn't realize the grand scale upon which the game. If you try to tie tie a dollar amount to XCOM or the bureau, I think it would be a pretty very difficult, yeah. difficult enterprise, and also have a hilarious. <laughs> some at the end yeah, can't yeah. imagine yeah yeah main game is really hard yep apparently sometimes you cut your losses <laughs> you know it's like yeah did you, you just actually if you listen point. really quietly you can hear both of steve's heels like hit the top of a table as he leans back with his hands <laughs> behind his head <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> four people refreshes his steam sales 15 months for mm, anyway <laughs> yeah. it's just it's a fully worth reading article i think it's i don't know yeah it's very good yeah. The stuff in it's fascinating, but I was just stupidly happy that it exists. It's, oh no, I so totally dumb. agree. Yeah, 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 I hope yeah. there are more of them. Aside from yeah, aside from the particulars of this one game, it's really, really good that someone just took it upon themselves to tell such a story exhaustively. And also just comb out a lot of the bias that would be in uh, the biases that would be inside of it. You could you, know you could I mean? do a names out Duke Nukem Forever one at this point, right? Oh, totally. It's been you far definitely enough, could. It's been far oh enough along. There's been someone... enough. There have been enough stories that have named names at different stages along the thing that you could almost do one publicly if you just sat down. I mean, yeah, that's, that's I, yeah, that's the big obvious public one. But you know, no, oh, I know you could go I'm deeper. I'm perpetually too, fascinated yeah. with Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> I will really? never yeah. not be. It's funny. Like three years ago, maybe four years ago, I was thinking about doing that. Because, like, I knew enough people at that point where I could have just... Is that George Bussard's Right before I left Shaq, I did a I story like, with a lot of names. Yeah. For, for I can't wait for Brecken to write his book. I want it so badly. <laughs> I, thought, I want it I actually, so badly. I, I considered writing, like, just... Like, I remember a couple of days where I was like, I could write a book about that fucking game. Because you could. You could honestly do that. It was insane. The shit that went do on it. with that Call game. Call it George Bussard's Hamburger. Oh, man. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I spent, like, an hour thinking about that. Anyway. That's a lot of time. <laughs> Well, it is. But it, a whole hour thinking. A whole hour think about this book. Anyway, will take me at least twenty it. months yeah. to write. Yeah. <laughs> you should do it. There is this rogues gallery. You can kickstart that book. <clears throat> oh my gosh! Yeah, 
Probably. I don't know if I'm second Kickstarter, George Broussard's hamburger. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you want to call it George Broussard's hamburger? Because that so was bad. your enigmatic oh when we did the yeah. Adam's Journal of Games at GDC, Nick was like, I'm in, I'm doing it, I'm writing a piece, it's called George Broussard's hamburger. And we're like, <laughs> what is that? He's like, Oh, it's gonna be great. Yeah. You'll notice if you download the PDF of the Journal of Games, <laughs> it does not feature anything by Nick Brecken, let true. alone George Broussard's hamburger. It's true. <laughs> There is a Google Doc, however, in my Google Doc uh, list that, that says George. If you Brecken hack Twitter. Nick Brecken's Google <laughs> account, my Google Doc, you'll Actually, find the secret to idle. In my Google you'll find an empty document yeah. entitled George Brecken. In my Google Doc. <laughs> no, it's, not, it's actually not empty. There is a secret there. This, is this the, the GIF from Independence yeah. Day that they upload? <laughs> <laughs> that skull is Jeff Goldblum's Power Book skull? Yeah. I have six articles from the never completed second issue of the Journal of Games in my mm. Google Doc, so Ooh. we can combine all these with your book. <laughs> these are all the gifts that you get for back. George Bouchard's hamburger a novel, right? Yeah, it's a novel. A novel, novel. <laughs> you need to budget out what it would take for you to live and write this book. Yeah, the, pri- the primary colors of the video game world. God, I could I could write that book. It's scary. I thought of I've it's thought about scary. I've, it's I've thought tremendous. about it for years. I've thought about it. I've honestly thought about it. I'll You're just think about it right now. Yeah, yeah. You can do. I can do it. Anyway, if you want Nick to write this book, please write in at questions at thumbs dot net. <laughs> oh God. And tell us how much you would back his hypothetical Kickstarter for. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we got some reader mail. <laughs> or if you find yourself to be a patron of the arts and simply want to float Nick <laughs> while he writes this this epoch. Uh, yeah. I think that it's clear this book has it's to happen. Epic. Yeah. Epic. You motherfucker. I'll kill you. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> he, he corrected me at like point uh, yeah. one decibels. It's okay, we'll boost that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know what they call it. Uh, <laughs> your last words. You're gonna wake up and I'm gonna be like standing, sitting like Batman on your windowsill. Like, I thought your leg was broken. <laughs> <laughs> Dead. But you'll miss well, no, no, something that, which yeah. he'll then correct as he's being killed. You mean broke? <laughs> <laughs> Do we yeah. want to read some reader mail from mail? Yeah, go for it. Read it, from Jake. Reader mail from male readers? Okay, is it only, well, if only if it's from I male readers. I think we can readers. assume that is mostly going to be true. It's either male readers or female readers under the male gaze. Chris, you should start. I don't want to go first, because all the ones that I was going to read are dumb. All the ones you were going to read are gags? So if yes. you've written any of the emails that Jake is <laughs> They're not to... dumb. They're amazing, but they just can't Is Joel start. Hayward one of yours, or is that should I read that one? or should? You... Oh, you can read that one, whatever. It's right. fine. Joel Hayward writes, Dear Thumbs. Hi, Joel. Sup, Thumbs. Yes. What up? Isn't it weird that Gone Home and Dota 2 are the part of the same medium? Super weird. Win and lo- this is just we're doing this? Okay. I want to do it. Yeah, Win and lose states. One has almost no mechanics. The other is almost entirely mechanics. In music, you sit and listen to both classical and metal from start to finish. In movies, you put your eyes on the screen for an hour and a half, no matter the genre. Put your ass on the screen? Sure. We'll go with that. It comes to mind that the term... <laughs> so, Joel, if you want to come over and watch some movies. <laughs> it comes to mind that the term video game is losing meaning to me for reasons like this. And the genres within video games are short form for methods of play rather than subject matter. Isn't that weird? Well, movie caught on, so I guess we're stuck with video games now. Much love from the Great White North, Joel Hayward. P.S. Memetic Dribble. Actually... Memetic Dribble. I think I'm probably going to echo <laughs> Jake on this, so I'll, I'll speak quickly and then I'll just like... Mm-hmm. I'll like Top Gun beach volleyball set up a spike for you. I don't know if I'm going to spike it, but as long as you're shirtless and in tight jeans, don't worry about it. You're wearing the half jort right now. Have to, have to wear the half jort. Half jort. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're Um, not even wearing the brace. mm -hmm. Oh, you wore it here. Okay, whatever. Go ahead. Yeah, and it's just just, good conversation. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Planet with the boys. (laughs) Sub note. Original placeholder theme for Dota today. True. Oh, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. We chose a less uh, litigiously. But, uh, available. No, that song, you version. can go buy it, though. You yeah. can go buy it. It's great. Success and Failure by The Chasers, available at gothechasers.bandcamp.com. Anyway, I was on Three Moves Ahead while I was uh, laid up, and we talked You'll about... notice there was no Dota today. No, well, Nick wouldn't come over. What? Oh, wouldn't even shit. come visit me while I was hurt. Okay. <laughs> we'll, Whoa. We'll, we'll, I did. We'll just lob we that gauntlet we'll back to Sean, and we'll just, we'll just table that. I did come over. I know. Nice. Were you going to talk about the Ritter Mail? Yeah, I was going to talk about... Uh, we, I said this on 3MA, which was... I don't like... I think it's really generally not good for video games or anything when you say, this is what it is, therefore this is what the future creative product must contain. And oh, be. yeah. I agree, but I don't think that's what he was saying. Uh, yeah, I feel like he says a video game is sort of a meaningless word. That was sort of the sentence I was zoning or honing in on. Where it's like, yeah, isn't that, that's kind of a, that's kind yeah. of a good thing. I, I, was, I zoned and then I honed. I got in the zone, 
Then you honed it. Naturally. In the hone zone. Um, I guess I just, I guess, I guess I, I agree with, in, with what you're saying entirely. I guess I didn't read his thing as being, I thought he was, his thing was more just contemplative, not, yeah. not like slamming, you know, not like calling I mean, I it out. I got the sense that he feels like we're stuck with the word video games when they're, when they're, if we could, if we could unring the bell, we could find a better moniker for the oh, entire yeah. media. I don't think that matters. I don't think it That's what I'm difference. trying to say. Yeah. Or the notion of segmenting it out by things like, does it have win and lose dates? I think that that's probably one of the worst things that you could do, but I don't know if that's what he's proposing either. <laughs> like in the world? <sighs> like ever? If anything, <laughs> by a human? Jake, no, no, just, no, no, right. Sorry, sorry, it comes sorry. To sorry. Categorization and nomenclature. <laughs> yeah, 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 I think yeah, just yeah, like yeah. it's true, we're stuck with the word video games, but also I think it's really good that video games is an all-inclusive term. That we're stuck with the word video games. Is what you mean? Yeah, yeah. The words. Let's be. We're stuck with. We're stuck with the words video bit. games. We're stuck <laughs> with the phrase video games. Yeah. Until it's not a video. To this guy's credit, he did refer to it as a term, not a word. So yeah. Until it's not a video. When is it not a video? I don't know. When it's just in the game. In your mind. Well, like there are games, there are games but no, well, there, jazz, jazz there are games that are, yeah, there are games that are audio only, and we just call them video games, and that's fine. Yeah, whatever, who cares? I think, yeah. I mean, video games just means software that is essentially like it's software for entertainment. I think eventually, yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, I there's stuff that we'll shed video there's games. stuff that is that that isn't well, that a video game. I think eventually, video games will be shed. How? I think, in favor I think, of what? You don't think it's so intracted? I think something will it'll mutate to the point and it'll be like branded by a company or something. I don't in think the that's way true. that Apple what? could just fucking no, no, no. I think uh, that's, I think so. I think that's no actually way. not the case. I think. I think so. We. I think that video games are stuck because he said, "Well, we got we're all going to come over and Oculus." I think movies is the you think that like Oculi in the same way that I played Nintendo. I you think don't. That, you play video games. I know, but you you don't because everything hasn't been homogenized. But I think there is a possible future that's, in which that's the case. I think that rings. But that's becoming less that, like, true, right? You, like twenty years ago, you'd be more likely to say I'm playing Nintendo than you are now than you than you are now. Like in that's Cloud true. Atlas, when it goes into the cheesy far future and they call all movies Disney, that seems completely disingenuous because that's just not going yeah, to happen. I agree because that term already got self selected by people and it fucking stuck way past the, the distinction between a movie and a talkie and a motion picture. Like, it's just a movie. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think... Like, I don't think video games are popular enough right now that you can... Is it a world simulation? Is it uh, a racing game? Is it a... You know, like, it's a fucking video game. Just, yeah. it is. You're, it's done. I don't know. <laughs> Rock and spoken. No, I agree with you for what it's worth. No, I, I do too. I, I think... Like, who cares? Like, I, I like... I'm excited for Nick's dystopian future, though. I... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> that's think, fine i'm think, just saying i think there is a reality in which a video game loses its meaning like at which point it is just not it's not like video as a thing i don't know i i see i i can see that happening i'm just saying yeah i could the thing i could see happening is it just becoming games because everything in the world becomes so software driven that that yeah I just, that I that's the thing i could see but i, I the thing about like a company branding it it's hard for me to imagine games incorporated Oh, shit. I don't know. In a weird twist, the name of the company that dominates this this thing and, and commodifies it as a brand is Video Limited. <laughs> so it's just going to stick around. Yeah. I don't know. I I really like that the, the video games as a term is really broad. I feel like saying in a video game you only do these specific things or like you do this wide range of things, whereas in a movie you watch them. Yeah, in a video game you play it. That's it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. There's nothing to talk about, I guess. But just, I agree. It's, it's weird how much people have an instinct to get into the like codification and etymology of this stuff. And it, people like that. You're just gonna in lose. general, like in life, yeah. you know, categorization mm-hmm. is important for people to have like really core understanding, even though it's just kind of the way we are brought up i think, in a, I think as a western civilization if you, if you really want to get into it from an it's academic and scientific point of view you because you have to that's fine but otherwise i think you just need to sort of look where people have sort of worn a path through walking and just say okay that's where people yeah. are gonna walk like you just i think so for sure just, yeah. uh, gone home and dota they're the same there's loads oh, fuck it actually it's funny because you were talking about the path i was gonna make a robert frost reference about the roads less traveled and then i said the loads less traveled it's kind of funny because video games left Go ahead and read the next mail. <laughs> cut all that out. No, you're not. No, you're not. I can see it in his eyes. He's not going to cut it out. It's funny because I do. Th- it's probably true that Dota and Gone Home occupy like 
significantly more different brain space than like almost any two books you could ever read would. But like, right? But you could watch a Broadway musical and you could watch a Sam Beckett play, and those are incredibly different experiences. But they're still theater. But you could also like read yeah, a science textbook. Yeah, we do textbook between and a play and musical theater. I'm not right, arguing just, for splitting we, up video games. I'm just saying that is one thing where we do have different a MOBA, terms. a real-time strategy game, an adventure game. Like, yeah, you know, I don't know. But you could read like like Harry Potter and then read a science textbook. Mm-hmm. Both books. I don't that's, know. That's books. Yeah. Whatever. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to tease it out. Oh, I'm not. I'm not arguing in favor of. I'm not arguing in favor of splitting up the video game terms at all. Right. I'm just saying it is. It is the case probably that video games encompass a weirdly broad spectrum of like cognitive experience. Well, it's yeah, probably like, worth announcing so right weird. now that Steve and I are going to partner up to do a Sam announcer pack for Dota Two. Hmm. So. What are you actually? No, that'd be incredible though. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> She's like. Oh my! I I think they're attacking the ancient. <laughs> it hurts my heart. <laughs> she doesn't say that. <laughs> if Lonnie were here, sorry. <laughs> every, what every like teammate is Lonnie? I don't know. She would just see things through her. Her I don't know. It'd be difficult. That's why Steve and I have to team up. I don't have. I don't have it figured out yet. <laughs> you bring the Dota experience. You bring the video game experience. He brings the experience from whatever this bullshit interactive. He, he can write the fifteen-year-old girl, whatever. Bullshit. So anyway, this is not a- Mark Laidlaw. If you're listening, you think there should be a gone home announcer pack <laughs> down too? Please email me. Shout out a thumbs down. This is not a question, but it is a fact. It's not related to video games, but it is important. Um, Dave Nichols writes in. Hi, Dave. Saying. Because uh, I think Chris, you were talking about this. He says in quotes, "The guy kind of walks in and folds his arms and smirks." And the time of the show comes out of him, which is like when you're watching network TV and the wacky blue screen guy comes out. Wait, what? And starts, what the hell did you say? The guy kind of walks in and folds his arms and smirks. It's a reference to when you're watching TV and uh, a little blue screen guy pops up at the corner and folds yeah. his arms oh, and smirks. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Dave writes saying, I worked with NBC Universal for a brief period where I learned that in the industry, these were referred to as violators. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, it's so good. Oh, oh my God. Oh. Yeah, the fucking guy who actually punches through your screen to ruin your show is called. Let's drop a violator in there to get people to raise awareness. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? It's American Dad's last season. You're going to need a violator. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. So pop in that violator. Um. <gasps> wow. <gasps> so that's a choice someone made. Derek uh, Liu writes, Hi, Thumbs. I love games with great sound effects to the point that it can be the difference between playing for hours or not wanting to play at all. For example, the sound design in Papers, Please was at least least half the reason I enjoyed the game and played it for so long. Other favorites are Diablo, Dead Space, The Room, uh, Hotline Miami, and StarCraft, even though I suck at it. Some games that fell flat for me because of their weapon sounds are the Halo games, pre-Halo 4, Dishonored, and Bioshock 2. Uh, side note about Bioshock 2 is I could tell many sounds were from the first game, which I thought had great sound design, but the way they were mixed in Bioshock 2 lessened their impact. Are there any games <laughs> that you've played where the sound effects greatly enhanced or diminished your enjoyment of the game? Thanks, Derek. God, whenever I play any Call of Duty game, even when the sound design is good in a lot of ways, I get so, so, so worn down by just the constant sound of automatic weapons fire. Mm-hmm. It, It's like... Depressing. Like I get depressed. Yeah. No. It's, it'll, it's yeah. my god. It's the which I mean. Well, it's I, actually it, physically tiring. It is because your body is yeah. basically in a stress state the entire yeah, time. Right. And yeah. I there's probably an interesting version of that, but I don't think it's what's intended. By you know what is a super interesting game. version of that is Battlefield 1943, which was an XBLA game built yeah, in the Frostbite right. uh-huh. engine, which yeah, has really yeah, yeah. well placed 3D uh-huh. sounds. Yeah. And because you're playing in the Pacific Theater of World War II, there's not a lot of automatic weapons fire, so you're just running up a beachhead, you feel like you're alone, and then you hear just like, like you hear a bullet crack above your head, and like, Jesus, and you just lay on the beach and try to find a place to hide. And it has this very, like, super spread out, because the islands are big, and the whole, I mean, it's a battlefield game, so it takes place over this entire mm-hmm. island. And you have, like, 24 to 36 people on the island. And audio is a huge aspect of being mm-hmm. good at the game, yeah. and the game doesn't have that incessant sort of over-the-top machine right, gun right, fire right. and explosions yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. so you can parse out sounds that are important whether it's a plane coming and you're like oh my god is that a friend or not mm-hmm. and uh the audio of that game like totally made it for me absolutely and i would say That's the cool. same thing for like daisy and arma uh-huh. those games yeah for That's me it's awesome. kind of a split in, of two different things when it comes to game sound design that i like i think there's sort of just the ambient tone of an experience but then there's also 
regardless of whether or not the game is a rhythm game or not, but sort of the pacing that sound happens as a response yeah, totally. to the things that you do. Mm-hmm. Like Bioshock Infinite is actually a kind of a crazy example I was just gonna of, say of this, both yeah. of those because it has that really strong tone that passes around as you go from space to p- space. But then also all of your interactions are so super tight from like the, the way that the Foley just like crackles in that game. The like mm-hmm. Booker over here, you press the button, then you hear the whoosh and then the ding of the coin. Like that is nuts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That really but was. But just like yeah. the like her call, you press the button, the coin comes flying to you, your guy has it, puts it away, and then it mm-hmm. ka-chings into your inventory. Like, that sort of just cycle of, like, is the most gratifying, crazy, fully meets UI, it's meets like, player interaction like a, sound design. It's like a slot machine thing, because it's, like, yeah, randomly, yeah. it's sort of a random drop in a way, it's, and it has that, like, ka-ching sound. Yeah. Slot machine is accurate and really depressing, but, like, that's... Yeah. The sound in that game, like, across the board, like, music, sound, like, that was probably my favorite thing about that game god it was so well done i think we've talked about this before but mario galaxy is another one that's really good Mm. for me from the sort of the audio tells the story of your interactions in a way Mm -hmm. that's super super fulfilling like it just you create a rhythm just out of the yeah out of the audio even when you actually are creating a rhythm by running through like the little music notes to collect this coin yeah it's playing a song oh it's so good so good you can change the tempo by going slower just sort of the pacing of like mario jumps gets into the cannon which makes the whoosh sound you press the button that sends him flying and then you send him through the the line of collectibles into the next star which Mm -hmm. blasts him but like that entire story is told through audio representing input in a way that feels just super super good it's like and it's it's a thing that I always want to do in games, but I think I never actually did really well, except maybe in Puzzle Agent. I'm really proud of the stupid UI sounds in that mm, game. Nice. But oh, really nice. Another Nintendo game that isn't a uh, rhythm game but has that same quality to it is WarioWare. Yeah. Uh, where that whole game is just rhythmic, like in the structure, not in the moment to moment, which is the opposite of right. how most games are rhythmic. Um, that is a really it's yeah because it has that like burp, 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 at the beginning of a round yeah. and then just insanity yep. mm-hmm. and then the like but the music's kind of mixed in and out and it has the little weird segues yeah that's really good yeah also cart life oh yeah the, like the, the drone and the monotony of going mm-hmm. through all yeah, the that's, yeah so good um, yeah games that's a weird specific thing to talk about but like that feeling in games where sort of the rhythm of gameplay is represented through the sound is super cool. Yeah, for sure. Oh man, you know what I love? I love the sound in is that game Tenez. Yeah, 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 yeah. A few times. Oh my god, it's so good because it's the game looks like Pong essentially, but the sound design is like incredibly crisp and it sounds like a tennis match where you like tennis as a sport just has the best sound yeah. design of all the sports. Like, so it's quiet. Just, <laughs> the, well, the, yeah. the like cry like the. The sound of the of the ball hitting the racket is one of the most incredible sounds. It's got it's got the same like effect yeah. on the human brain as like Jake, you're describing the coin and Bioshock Infinite. It's like that where the air gets kind of sucked out of it for a split second, and it's incredibly satisfying. Um, and it's rhythmic because it goes back and forth, especially if the players are good. And when you don't hear the rhythm, it means someone lost a point. Like, and then you hear the crowd react in a way that's like really organic. Yeah. It's just tennis sounds amazing, and like the actual sport and the way that they chose to recreate that in a really naturalistic way in this highly abstracted, really kind of ridiculously ridiculous version of tennis with really weird rules. Um, I thought was amazing. Like I produces like half the gameplay feel Mm -hmm, totally. Yeah. Which I think is really amazing because there's not the, the visuals coming out of the screen aren't doing enough to carry right. the gameplay that game feel. Yeah, really right. easily if you just needed yeah. it, it would feel really yeah. sloppy. Well, and the amazing thing is the gameplay, I don't know if it would feel sloppy necessarily, but it wouldn't be quite, it wouldn't be as effective as it is. But the thing that's amazing to me, like I used to play tennis a lot and I am so amazed at how, well, even though there, you can do absurd things in that game, like hit the ball three times before you, you, you hit it over the net. It really captures the rhythm of playing tennis and like the feeling when you just manage to like, scrape in and tap it over when you thought you when you know when, when there's a high chance uh you wouldn't be able to make it in time like there's things like that 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 game captures really 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 powerfully and like tapping into the feeling of that by covering it in the sounds of an actual professional tennis match it was just brilliant to me like it was such an amazing choice and i feel like the majority of independent developers making a game at that scale that looked like that would have done something that was either like a total throwback 
or that was just really abstract. Mm-hmm. Um, both of which probably could have been fine and the game still would have been fun, but like this just made it like transcendent to me. I thought it was so good. That was uh, God. Who's the guy who made that? Was that one of that was one of the Doug? No, it wasn't Doug Wilson. It wasn't that. It was, was just, it one it of the Vlamber guys? Friends guys. Though was it one of the Vlamber guys? Maybe. Yeah, I think it was Jan. I think Jan Willem. Whatever is that coming out to like Sony's doing something with Sports Friends? Sports is that Friends a real is thing getting closer and closer. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's it's a dumb thing to say, but I think making sure that as many user interactions have as unique a sound effect as possible mm. will immediately make your game better. Mm-hmm. Even if it's like, if you have a UI screen that has six buttons on it, make the rollovers and clicks for them unique, and your game will immediately be cooler just because interacting with it, you can get doot, 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 doot. like it just, yep. it happens. Yep. It's totally. It's for babies. Lemmings <laughs> <laughs> like, is the ultimate example of that. Where you would scroll through the different lemmings and it would make a, it was just a, I think it was just a chromatic scale. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And I don't know. It's it's so easy and tempting. I think to just sort of assign sounds like this is my button just class sound, the board or right like now. this yeah, is yeah. my yeah. jump sound or whatever. Yeah. But just when that stuff well, the, goes nuts. The thing I really like is when they're when sounds are hierarchical by pitch. Like you get deeper into a menu, and there's even if it's not like you know as you were saying, Nick, like an actual direct chromatic scale. But when there's something about the general tenor of the sound that changes by like how deep you are into the UI, or like something that allows you that like reflects the structure of the thing you're inside. I really yeah. like that a lot, especially in games with a lot of UI because you're going it's just another way to remind you like where you are exactly other than other than looking at it. I like stuff like that a lot. And then also just the goofy version of it like in a platformer like Mario where it's much more it's just for fun, but yeah. it's still cool. Yeah, that was a lot more talking about game sound than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh you had one more. Huh? Didn't you have the uh, JavaScript one? Yeah, yeah. I think you, Mark, one more. I don't know if I want to do it though. Ben Craddock writes, "This is my favorite email of the bunch, just because of how ridiculously OCD it is." He writes, "I fixed your stupid crap." Hey, thumbs. So it's entire- we need more people to fix our stupid <laughs> yeah. crap. If you can fix our stupid crap, please do. Then write us. Yes. So it's entirely possible this was deliberately put here just to bug people like me. But your web-based episode player makes me involuntarily twitch every time I look down at the player to see the time. Or every time I look down at the player. And see the time briefly flip over to, for instance, from 4.59 to 4.60 before correcting itself to five minutes. <laughs> I finally broke down and dug through JavaScript to fix it. And it really does look like it could have been done deliberately. Uh, <laughs> That's the line I guess. Uh, it's and then the difference he tells between us where the like fix is. And float, uh, I think it was like a math.ceiling math or math.floor yeah. was like the difference between it, which method was being called. Yeah. And even if it is a subtle troll move, please fix it. Otherwise, I will have an insignificant detail instigated aneurysm and literally die. He will not literally die. I think he will. Literally means literally or figuratively. Literally, one of the definitions of literally means not literally. Just fucking, we all know that's true, but seeing it written like that, yeah, fuck everything in the world. But I thought that was really good, and then I <laughs> sent it to Mike, our web guy. He's like, oh, ha, good one. Oh, it does do that. Okay, hold on. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love what a nice, I don't know if it's fixed. this is like the nicest uh, guy. One, yeah. that he debugs our shit for us, and then two, is so nice that he gives us the benefit of the doubt. It's like, you you probably did this on purpose just to like jerk joke. around with me. Hi, little thumbs, Classic wacky. thumbs, wackiness. No, we are just dumb sometimes. Yeah. But anyway, if you go to idlethumbs.net, we have a web-based player for our podcast. You can listen to it right out of your browser. It's got a pop-up and everything. And it pops out. A pop-out. It's not a pop-up. It does have a pop-up that says, listen discreetly, my lord. But then, um, <laughs> why doesn't it have that? Mike Watson? If you're listening. If you're listening to this. Sorry, one, make sure your code just say, got drunk through the, dragged through the mud, but we have another job for you. <laughs> one, make sure it doesn't say 460 instead of five minutes. Two, put an ebony ad in all pop-ups. <laughs> Yeah, the web player is great. That's actually how when I do listen to the cast, I listen to the cast. Why not share an episode with your friends via social media? Our handy web player. Thanks, Chris. Look, anyway. Our handy web player makes Thanks to the reading rail, guys. Oh, thank you. I'm really happy to be back. There's some robot Welcome news, back, but I'll save it for next week. Okay. okay. Robot news part two. Part two. There was robot news last <laughs> part week. Part quatre. There's been a lot of robot news, actually. <sighs> That's the sound of a big dog. <laughs> Coming to eat your face. <laughs> <laughs> it's Big Dog. He's here. Did you? Is it a Big Dog like a beat? Yes. We know that from the song. Um, All they need to do is this is what this is what's going to happen is because of global climate change, there's going to be more forest fires. So I then you say they're going to be more Big Dogs. 
That's what I'm about to say. Oh, shit. Yeah. So there's going to be more forest fires. And I realize that putting these young men and women in danger to fight fires isn't the way they should do it. What they should do is outfit them each with a big dog. And they're going to realize that to cut these sort of like uh, these burn lines that they cut to like stop the fire from jumping to a new mm-hmm. section of the forest. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we'll just attach a wood chipper to this big dog. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll have essentially a mouth. Yeah. That it can just... Like this, just, a maw. It's called a maw. a maw. Where a human being can go in and just the hamburger and come, and come out, out the back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll be tree, there. tree, 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 guy, tree, 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 guy. Of course, yeah. it'll develop a taste for blood. And then it just says, <laughs> you know, yeah, guy, tree, 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 guy, tree, 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 guy, tree, guy, 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 and then it's guy world fire extinguished. World extinguished. World extinguished. <laughs> Mankind <laughs> extinguished. Eventually, the big dogs will evolve those wood chippers so they can put other material in them that then propels them forward, and then they can leave the planet. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just the forward momentum of the chipper. If they put some sort of oh, solid so it's mass right, in there, right, right, right. It's orbit. like the it's like the they Mario can, Sunshine right, water like flood. water. Yeah. Water, yeah, but back big dogs backpack. Water big dogs ingesting things you know. into their mouths to launch them into space, and then just yeah. a fleet of sixty big dogs will go out and colonize space, <laughs> flying backwards, shooting from their mouth. Oh no, from their butts, I guess. Yeah, they're just. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're pooing yeah. wood. They're pooing wood. Yeah, that's. Big sl- I think first, it's a slogan for the big dog. First, the big dogs. Deploy they're pooing wood. A ton of trees into space because that's what they <laughs> fuel. Then they will grind through the trees to propel themselves through space. Yeah. In space, you can't hear a big dog buzz. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. See you next week. Video games. (laughs) That was sassy, big dog. No, that was.